be. And that's what's hot in the streets from Hot 97. Hot 97. WQHT, New York. The grieving but very dignified parents of Trayvon Martin went on national TV to address the not guilty verdict in George Zimmerman's trial. Trayvon's father, Tracy, said, quote, Still in disbelief, we felt in our hearts that we were going to get a conviction, and there's no winners in this case at all, end quote. In related news, Charles Barkley told CNBC that he actually agrees with the not guilty verdict because he feels there wasn't enough evidence to convict. Barkley says, quote, it was just a bad situation and it gives every black and white person who is racist a platform to vent their ignorance, end quote. What do you think about that? George Zimmerman will not be getting his gun back just yet. The Justice Department is holding it as they investigate possible federal charges. It's your Hot 97 News Update with Ms. Info on Hot 97. WQHT, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers. The hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I am so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. We're talking about the aftermath of the George Zimmerman trial, the not guilty verdict, and the fight for justice for Trayvon Martin. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, Google+, Lisa Evers, Instagram, Lisa Evers Live. And we are streaming this show live right now on Hot97.com, so this is a great time to text your family and friends out of state, anywhere around the United States, and tell them to tune in on Hot97.com. A very important show. We have a really great panel for you and are going to be discussing all aspects of this. But our question for you, what does justice for Trayvon Martin look like? We've been hearing calls all week for justice for Trayvon. It's even a hashtag on Twitter. What do you think justice would be at this particular point? Give us a call at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. How are you feeling a week after this verdict, the shocking verdict came down. Let us know. 1-800-223-9797. Now, all throughout this week, we have been seeing major developments in this case. Yesterday, in many cities around the country, the not guilty verdict drew protests um, and demands for justice for Trayvon Martin. On Friday, President Obama stunned the White House press corps and the country by speaking at a press conference from his heart, without a script, apparently, about Trayvon Martin. The president said that could have been him 35 years ago. But he also said, statistically, Trayvon Martin was more likely to be shot by one of his peers than by somebody like George Zimmerman. We'll see what our panel has to say about all of this. There were also continued calls from members of Congress, like Congressman Hakeem Jeffries of Brooklyn, for the Justice Department to prosecute George Zimmerman. But can the Justice Department really do anything here? Is there any legal recourse? Will there be another trial? We're going to find out about that. And what about hip-hop's response to all this? We saw Jay-Z and Beyonce attend a rally yesterday held by Reverend Al Sharpton and Trayvon's mother, Sabrina Fulton, outside police headquarters. But the famous couple did not speak, instead making their statement with their presence. Now, there are other voices in hip-hop speaking out. You're going to hear from one of them in just a few moments. We're going to find out what they're saying. And, of course, we want to hear from you. How do you feel? What would be justice for Trayvon Martin? Give us a call at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. At Lisa Evers on Twitter. Joining us in studio, Charles Coleman Jr. He's a former prosecutor in Brooklyn. He's a federal trial attorney specializing in civil rights. Charles, thanks for being with us. We Good morning, Lisa. It. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Also with us is artist Farrell Munch. He did a song. He wrote a song called Stand Your Ground, which we're, we're going to try to play for you a little bit later on. Actually, months before this whole trial happened. Farrell, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, good morning. Thank you. We appreciate it. Also joining us is Kevin Powell. He is the president of BK Nation. It's a new national organization that has been very engaged in the Justice for Trayvon movement. He is the author and writer of several books and blogs, including the new Vibe.com blog, Dear Trayvon, A Letter to America. If you watch Fox 5 News, you saw me interview him last week on Monday, and he was also one of the main organizers behind that peaceful rally that drew thousands in the streets of New York for, I think it was like over almost 12 hours straight, people um, peacefully expressing their their feelings and their frustrations. Also joining us is Rashid um, Littlejohn. He is with G Camp, Rap for Peace. We're going to find out what he's doing with, with the young men. Rashid, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it. Charles, I want to start with you on this legal piece. 
what actually can be done at this point? Because there are people saying that this federal Department of Justice probe is really just kind of window dressing. Unfortunately, I do think that there will be very little that comes out of the federal probe, at least as it relates to the actual case against George Zimmerman. Um, The FBI had previously looked at George Zimmerman and examined whether there might be evidence of racial animus, which would be something that they would need in order to pursue the, the federal civil rights charges that they've been talking about, at least as a hate crime. And they found that there wasn't. They found that there wasn't enough. And I don't necessarily know that by going back and looking at that file, if they're going to do anything differently than they did before, that would allow them to find anything different and bring uh, federal hate crime charges against George Zimmerman. Um, so I don't honestly think that the feds will end up taking the case at least not as it's been discussed in terms of, of, of civil rights violations and a hate crime. So unfortunately, I don't see that happening. So if there were civil rights violations, if they did see this as a hate crime, would there be, is there another trial or what goes on? Yes, there would be another trial. These these would be different charges. Uh, George Zimmerman is attempting to block uh, being prosecuted again under uh, under federal hate crime charges uh, by Florida law. Uh, there is There is some debate as to whether that would be permissible. And I think that there would be some arguments in the courts about how that ultimately ultimately plays out. I think if DOJ did decide to pick up the case, which again, I think is somewhat unlikely, they would have to sort of legally maneuver how they're going to, again, try them because there may be some issues with respect to double jeopardy and and, and whether they, in fact, can try him for the same offense, um, even though these are new charges. So it, it remains to be seen. But it, I'd say I'd say it's fair to say that there are some very significant obstacles for DOJ if they were to pick up the case. And you're saying likely that it won't go to a trial. Right. I just don't see in terms of the way that the federal hate crime statutes are written um, and the way that they've been used in the past. I don't necessarily know that there are the facts that are present right now, at least in terms of what has already been out and what the media has said and, and what came out during the trial. There's not enough evidence, I don't think, to make out what would be needed to secure a federal hate crime. All right. one 800 9797 Hot 97 Street Soldiers, how are you feeling about the Trayvon Martin case? Let us know what you think right now. Kevin Powell, uh, president of BK Nation, you have been out on the streets. You've been in the community with people and also, you know, just plugged into the whole social media scene around the country. And how are people feeling right now? Well, if I, if I may, Lisa, first, thank sure. you for having me. And uh, I want to echo what Charles said, because this is this is important for people to understand. There's a petition that's been going around for the last week about the Department of Justice. And he said something that's been said by a lot of people who are actually legal experts the way he is. And so we need to be very clear as we are, are charged with so many emotions. What's out there is a lot of emotions, a lot of anger, a lot of hurt, a lot of sadness. I almost feel like there's a need for some sort of healing to happen around our communities because people are very devastated by this. And what we've been saying for the last week uh, in person on the streets at Union Square, around Brooklyn, where I live, in Harlem, where we marched to last Sunday, is let's transfer this anger, these emotions that you have around this verdict, around racial profiling, around staying your ground, around violence in our communities, which we also have to deal with, into action. Because what we don't want to see happen is the same thing that happened with Sean Bell, what happened with Amadou Diallo, where we get upset, we get pissed off, we come out and protest for a couple weeks, and then it's over. And so we're really encouraging people, especially those of us who are hip-hop heads, and that's multiple generations, as you know now, those of us in our 40s, 30s, 20s, younger, as the, as the brother here from Brook Bush for Brooklyn will talk about, we got to get involved in our communities. The leadership that we're waiting for, what we've been saying, Lisa, is us. And there's no excuse. There's plenty of organizations. There's BK Nation. There's uh, Malcolm X Grassroots Movement. It's the NAACP. It's the Urban League. There's the National Action Network. There's so many groups that you can join or start your own thing, but do something just don't react and be mad and then go back to business as usual. That does a disservice to the memory of Trayvon Martin. But are you feeling like that's exactly what might happen? Because there's this huge outcry. There's the protests. We've seen this before. There's the press conferences. There's the calls for the Justice Department to get in when in reality... All our legal experts, as you said, are saying there's very little that can be done. All and that's going to pass over and there'll be time to go back to school what, and everybody will get into whatever they're getting into. What I will say in response to that, Lisa, is something that Einstein once said. Insanity is saying and doing the same things over and over again, expecting a different result. If we do this, do and say the same things over and over again, nothing's going to change. We have to get organized. And later on in the show, I'd like to talk about action steps that we're proposing. Oh, I definitely would I want, would love to give our listeners some action steps definitely. and some alternatives. But what, what was your reaction to President Obama's t- uh, speech? I was glad that he made it from 
finally. Uh, it took a week. Uh, I was surprised that he made it, but I'm glad that he did. And I'm glad that he spoke from the heart. I'm glad there was no teleprompter. Uh, he doesn't have to worry about re-election. This is it for him. And I think he should speak very clearly to the issues in this country. The one thing that I disagree with is that he said that, um, you know, uh, 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 there's no need for a national conversation on race. I respectfully disagree. Bill Clinton attempted to do it back in 1997, and we know that was undermined by the Monica Lewinsky scandal that he got involved in. But our country, except for the Civil War and the Civil Rights Movement, has never had an honest conversation about race and racism. And if we ever needed that conversation, it's right now, because this is a, this is out of control. Over the last seven days, Lisa, I've done interviews with people from, from Israel, from England, from Africa, from all over the world. The world the world is looking at us and asking, what is going on in America right now? Why are you all so divided? Why do you hate each other? These are the questions people are asking me. Farrell Munch, the, um, you wrote you wrote Stand Your Ground, and you were very moved by this even before this huge outcry. What made you want to get involved with this and speak out? I mean, uh, it seemed like the right thing to do, timely thing to do as an artist. You know, uh, like Kevin was saying, we often make music and put out songs, and it almost becomes redundant. And, you know, you feel like you don't want to go to, the, to that uh, specific thing again, but... Uh, in this case, I felt like it was the right thing to do. I had already recorded the song, so uh, just hit my manager up and said, this is the right thing to do, put the song out <clears throat> and let people hear it. Uh, previously recorded a song called Clap in the Sean Bell in for the Sean Bell incident. And, you know, you just get frustrated with only having this power to speak out in this manner, but I feel like we need these songs and people need to hear them and hip-hop needs to speak out yes. and i just clarify one thing real quick yeah. i think pharaoh is such an important artist and we need more hip-hop artists to do what they're doing we need those songs over and over again my what i was talking about was specifically those of us in the community who are not hip-hop artists we got to get involved in the community their job is to reflect be a mirror for what's going on but we need to act on the inspiration that a pharaoh Monk gives us we need to do that i i, I would actually take it a step further and say that not only in terms of reflecting hip-hop and, and each and every one of us, and, and, you know, I think that Kevin is right when you talk about personal responsibility, and I think that there has to be a theme that echoes throughout our community. But, you know, hip-hop in a lot of ways carries an obligation to the community oh, in yeah. that hip-hop dictates so much about what it is that we do say and think That's right. that at this time, at this juncture, at this critical juncture in history, we can ill afford to have hip-hop standing on the sidelines. We need hip-hop in the game. Right. We need hip-hop as an active player. Hip-hop has told us how to dress. Yep. Hip-hop has told us what to drink. Hip-hop has told us how to, how to dance. Hip-hop has told us what's cool, what's not. And at this point, the level of engagement that we need from all stakeholders at the table must involve hip hop. And that's why artists like Farrell Monch are so important that's because right. at, you know, we can just not afford to have anybody who's sort of on the sidelines. And I, and I hate to say it, but shucking and jiving because this is not the time for it. This <laughs> is right. not the time for it. That's right. Rashid little John, tell me how you're feeling uh, in the aftermath of this verdict. And let me give out our phone number again, 1-800-223-9797. Do you think there will be justice for Trayvon Martin, or do you think people are upset about this now, and in a week or two it'll be back to business as usual and people will forget about this? Or do you I, think uh, real, real change is going to come? Mean, I, feel, I feel a nation divided, not only by color, but also by generations. You know, I see a younger generation, like some of the some of that pushing power that helped get Obama elected, you know, some of those people that don't see everything based on race, but kind of see everything based on individuals. So I see not only the older, the older adults mix, you know, like separated between black, white and how they feel. But the younger generation looking at this completely different than the older generation, like you guys are still on that. You know, like we are talking about 2013, where so many things are intermixed between music and sports and fashion. You have so many artists that have crossed over. We're in an era where Miley Cyrus is running around, you know, you know, embracing the hip hop culture, you know, and that's something that I can't say we've seen years ago. So it's to me, it, it's it's exciting to kind of see what the younger generation and what my generation is doing. But it's also frustrating seeing some of the older generations who we would feel you should already know better you know we're looking up to you to kind of lead the way but it almost feels like we are taking that leadership to kind of move forward and not look at individuals with racism but it's all about just enjoying the people all right let's uh, take a quick phone call here joe from staten island joe hi you're on hot 97 go right ahead joe 
All right, I'm going to see what's going on with the phones. Let me ask, Kevin, you wanted to say something right there. Yeah, I think with uh, his brother Rashid, is it right? Yes. What he said is very, very important. What needs to happen in the in the hip-hop community specifically are more kind of intergenerational conversations because the reality is all of us are influenced by this culture. All of us grew up on this culture, you know what I'm saying? And what he's talking about, where you see people kind of breaking down barriers around race and culture, actually started back in the 1990s when hip-hop really exploded into this pop culture thing. When I was at Vibe Magazine, when you start seeing hip-hop artists all over MTV, et cetera. Now, what I would say to your generation um, is that, yeah, a lot of y'all don't have the same hang-ups around race and culture that older generations have, but it's really, really important that we also have a working understanding of, 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 of history in this country. That's important my challenge to older people and younger people we got to read we got to study we got to know the history of this country what i've been saying all week lisa and rashid and everybody here is i want to live in a world where there's no racism no sexism, no classism, no homophobia, no kind of disrespect or hatred of any kind of people. But you don't get to the rainbow unless you go through the storm of doing some very serious work and study and, 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 and getting out there and organizing. What we saw last Sunday, for example, uh, at Union Square was a very diverse group of people. I was actually struck by it. It's like you got mad people of all different backgrounds that are affected by this Trayvon Martin verdict. You know, but the next step is, are y'all willing to organize? Because it's one thing to come together and say we love sports together, we love video games, we all love hip-hop, but are you willing to have the real hard conversations that led to Trayvon Martin's being murdered in the first place. That's what we got to do. And I'll, Wait, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And I also think that people have to understand that, you know, everyone doesn't have to be engaged in the same way. Right. However, we all have a valuable contribution to make to the dialogue. Right. Whatever it is, I, I understand that there are some people who they just really are not feeling the justice system right now and they've never really felt it. They, right. They're just really not feeling the electorate. And they've never felt that. And so in terms of civic engagement in that respect, that's not something that really interests them. That's not something that motivates them. I get it. But that doesn't relieve you of a responsibility to remain engaged. Whatever your avenue is, you can find a way to make a contribution of value back to your community. If you're a banker, you can help people with financial literacy. If you're an artist um, with visual arts, performing arts, whatever it is, you can take some time and mentor young people in terms of giving them an alternative, um, a positive alternative of something to do. So I think that you know there are a lot of different ways that people can remain engaged and involved. And some people have sort of felt like, well, I'm not really into the political thing. What is it that I can do? And there are a plethora of opportunities out there. And if they don't exist, create your own. Building. And I think that that's really what it's. Which what we it's have about. example. We have a lot of examples here. Let's yeah. uh, see if this phone system is working because it looks <laughs> like we're getting a lot of calls. One eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. Hot ninety seven street soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers at Lisa Evers on Twitter. And uh, we're taking your calls on the Trayvon Martin case. Will there ever be justice? How are you feeling about this? Or is this going to be one of those cases that people get upset about and then forget about? Um, Let's go to Drew from uh, Queens right now. Drew, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. How you doing? All right, how are you? I'm good. What's your your question? I just wanted to comment that um, a a lot of stuff that you see now is, is, is it's weird because I remember back in the days when, you know, a lot of the youths had mathematics and, you know, they had guidance. Nowadays, there's really no guidance in the street. Like, even schools, like, they, they you don't even see kids go to school, like, a whole year round no more like they used to. So a lot of that stuff plays into what goes on as far as, like, a lot of negativity. I remember back in the days, it used to be, you know, kids could go, go to the store and play video games and do these kind of things. Nowadays, kids don't even do nothing in the streets no more. They do is hang around and, you know, smoke weed or whatever. And then, you know, next thing you know, somebody got a gun, and the next thing you know, it's violence occurs. So, it's a lot of things. A lot, a lot, a lot going on, Drew. Thank you so much for the call. Let's go to uh, Bob from Woodside right now. Bob, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. How you doing? All right, how are you? Yeah, everything's fine. What's your uh, um, question or comment? My question is that um, people got to know the difference between what's racism and not. Right. Because uh, right. a lot of black people think white people don't like them. It was that white people don't like the way the black people are moving, the way they're dressing, the way, they, the way they, they're showing how they are. Like, if you're positive and you're hanging around all your friends and they're, they're negative, you're never going to be positive because you can go right back to what you was doing. They don't like the way they're dressing, the way you're moving, the way you're acting. So that's something they got to change about them. What do you uh-huh. What do you mean, moving the way you're acting? 
Okay, what, do you, just, what do you mean about that? Because some young black men are told, don't run. Be careful when you when you run because people might think you robbed somebody. Then you're walking too slow. No, the Trayvon you, Martin, they, they said he was walking too slow. So what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to just, he's the community of the guy. You're supposed to go up to him. You're not doing nothing. You're not in the wrong. If you got nothing to hide, you got nothing to be scared of. You just go on, all right? There's nothing wrong. And you just keep on going. So like, I think, yeah. I, 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 I you know, I, I can appreciate your call and I can appreciate your comment, but, you know, I think you have to look at what actually happened in the George Zimmerman case. And for the most part, everything that you just described was what a young, dead, unarmed, 17-year-old black boy was doing. He was minding his business. He had gone to a 7-Eleven to get some Skittles and some iced tea. And he was walking home in a place where he had absolutely every right to be. If Trayvon Martin was ever put on trial for what he was suspected of having done by George Zimmerman, he too would be a free man right now. Um, unfortunately, he is dead. And so I don't necessarily know that that approach is one that's going to solve much. I think, and I talked a little bit about this last week, our community has to do a better job of owning our own narrative and we have to be in control of that narrative. That's right. Okay, but let's talk about let's talk about the narrative because the president was also talking about mentioning him having been profiled back in the day. And there was also, you know, he's also calling for this national discussion, this yeah. national dialogue on race. But I want to ask all of you, have we I'm talking all races, white, black, Asian, Latino. Have we all been in denial about race? Because we've seen very because whites don't want to talk about it because you don't want to get labeled racist. Okay, Asians and Latinos have their own battles that they're dealing with. And then you have in terms of stereotypes and that type of thing. And then many successful African-American men who have been profiled, racially profiled. We saw a deputy mayor under Rudy Giuliani. We saw the top uh, uniform chief in the NYPD. These were grown men. These were not teenagers in hoodies sagging. They, that people are, but there's many, many other successful adult um, African-American men that don't want to talk about that happening because it's too humiliating and it's like, wait a minute, it, it, it reminds them the society is still not seeing them for who they are and the person of achievement that they are. Yeah. I think what the conflict is is that Young black men in America never really have the opportunity to be human. And what I mean by that is just pursue life and find out who you are to get to know who you are, to kind of go through the ups and downs, the experiences, the rights, the wrong. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to mess up. Many people mess up, but it's just that experience of just figuring out who we are in life. But before you know it, we're already being put in the boxes. So not only are we dealing with the stereotypes of what we're perceived to be, we're being profiled by other individuals. We're being pitted against one another based on us dressing a certain way where there's no context around. And the biggest thing that I love about what Obama said, he says we're not naive to the individuals in our neighborhood that are committing crimes. But what is the context around this? Just because Trayvon Martin was a young kid who had a hoodie on, a young black kid that has a hoodie on, what, you know, like, what what was that statement that came to George Zimmer that made him think that this person was doing something wrong? So I think that right there, we're, we're never given an opportunity even to, to live curiously to figure out who we are as young men. Part of the uh, insanity of any form of oppression and discrimination, Lisa, is to tell any group of people you should just forget your history. You need to get over it. And this is what we hear over and over again. Let it go. You know, we don't say that. We should not say that to women. We should not say that to gay people. We should not say that to Jewish people. We should not say that to Latino people, Native Americans, the original owners of this land. And we shouldn't say that to black people. Racism. We need to break it down. Racism is a system of race plus power. Whatever country you live in, does the dominant group in that country have power and dictate what schools you can go to or not? not the quality of those schools what kind of neighborhood you grew up in i was born and raised in a ghetto i was stuck there the first 13 years of my life it dictates the kind of education you get what you learn about yourself what you don't learn about yourself when rashid just said young black men never have the time to be human that is a very profound statement that he said and he just spoke for his generation my generation every generation of black males and females in this country but does that mean that black people hate white people no that's what i say in the vibe.com piece no 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 but can some of us be prejudiced which is very different and we heard some things coming 
coming out at the rallies last week where I said, you know what, y'all, let it out of you, but we don't want to alienate people who actually are here to support us. And it's not every individual white person, what we're really trying to respond to, but some of us don't have the vocabulary. Is the institutionalization. It's, it's the institutionalization of racism. And we need to be clear about that. And when we talk about hip hop culture, I can say it as a hip hop head going back to 78, 79, the imbalance that we see in the culture, what is put out there, what's not put out there is even racist. The fact that Farrell can make, Farrell can make a song that was out months ago, but we're just hearing about it today, says, wait a minute, why is all this other stuff out there, but we don't hear this kind of stuff, which is balanced. We're not saying every artist got to be political and conscious and be public enemy, but hey, I always say, what other people on the planet are allowed to call themselves NIGGAs and BITCHs to put on a CD and shipped all over the globe? I'm just asking a very simple question. So we bring it back to, uh, to Trayvon Martin. I'm going to finish here. George Zimmerman. Well, I hope not because we still have half the show to go. George Zimmerman. <laughs> had, people like George Zimmerman have absorbed all the destructive images that have been recycled over and over again. So why wouldn't he racially profile a Trayvon Martin? And, and, As the president was, of the United States, as a black man, uh, I just felt that's something he had to say and had to speak on. Right. We were talking about this yesterday. Uh, a lot of people would like your president to remain neutral, but... As a black man, he had to speak on it. I feel like even if you look at uh, JFK being the first Catholic president, and if right, there was an issue right. with Catholicism, right. as the most powerful Catholic, aside from the Pope, he would have to speak on that. That's right. This is just something that, That's right. as the most powerful black man That's in right. this incident, you have to talk about it. And, and I was very proud of the president yesterday um, because... When I heard his remarks, I finally did feel like he was truly being the president to all of Mer all Americans. He's been uh, a big proponent of that. I'm not the president of just black America. I'm the president of all Americans. And But at the same time, we've only, for the most part, seen him speak in coded language toward our community. And that was the first time that we actually heard him come out with a sense of empathy from a place of personal understanding That's right. um, and use the advantage that he has over his 43 predecessors in that they could only hope to understand if they chose to understand the issue of race. And the most powerful thing he said, and this is something that Rashid just talked about, was when he asked, what do we have to do in order to make African-American males feel like they are a complete part of this society? That blew my mind because here it was our nation's first black president identifying with a group of men with him being the most successful, arguably the most successful black man in history, in American history. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. As one of us, but yet acknowledging that even with his success, he belongs to a group that largely in part feels marginalized and like second-class citizens. All right, but he also couched that in the crime question, which we're going to sure. talk about when we come back after this break. And also we're going to hear a little bit of Feral Monk's Munch. I'm sorry. <laughs> Munch. <laughs> was that Jay-Z last night till 1 o'clock in the morning? Um, and uh, we're going to hear his song, Stand Your Ground. And also let me remind you, Hot 97 presents Hot Night NYC. The entire Hot 97 family is inviting you to a private party at a secret location. Funk Flex, Angie Marr, Dennis Enough, the Hot 97 morning show. Everyone is going to be there. The only way in is to win. We have your exclusive passes right here on Hot 97 all weekend long. I'm Lisa Evers, your host for Street Soldiers. We'll be back right after this. Right here, right now, on this stage with you. Hot 97 is the only radio station hot enough to have linked up with me, Beyonce. Baby. Beyonce. Hot 97 has your tickets to see Beyonce in concert. Now it's time for us to have some fun. We got your tickets to see Beyonce at the Odds Odd Center in Jersey and the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Clap your hands. has your tickets every day this week at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 6 p.m. Believe me, I got a great show lined up for y'all. Made hot by Pepsi, live for now. What are you doing? Cooling down my hot chocolate. I think it's already cold. I think I'd know. When you're drinking it through a straw. So? From a plastic cup that says hot chocolate culotta on it. Ooh, good point. Drink in the frozen refreshment with a delicious Dunkin' Donuts hot chocolate culotta. It's the rich hot chocolate you love. Now in an icy culotta. Hurry in today. America runs on Dunkin'. Press participation may vary. Limited time offer. Honey, I'm home. I went to Dunkin' Donuts. That is a lot of coffee. Three pounds were just $19.99. So I got three, plus three as a backup, and three to back up the backup. Oh, 
Good thinking. Right now at Dunkin', three pounds of America's favorite coffee are $19.99. But hurry, this offer won't last, and it's only at Dunkin' Donuts restaurants. America runs on Dunkin'. Plus applicable taxes, single pound sold at regular price. Offer excludes eight-ounce packages. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Get three pounds of Dunkin' coffee for just $19.99. It's only at Dunkin' restaurants, so stock up today. America runs on Dunkin'. Plus applicable tax price and participation may vary. Limited time offer, one pound sold at regular price. Hey, are you all set for your fishing trip? Mm-hmm. Did you pack the beer? Um... Wait, is that some twisted tea I see in the back of the car? Come on, twisted tea. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a K. I don't know, one of the guys must have snuck it in there. Oh, come on. <laughs> I bet you're craving the realized tea taste of twisted tea. I know. It's so refreshing. It is. It's so smooth. It's pretty smooth. But if you want me to take it out... Uh, hold on to it. Uh, we might have one or, or several. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a K. Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio, drink responsibly. X Games champion Travis Pastrana has leaped from an airplane without a parachute. He once jumped his rally car 269 feet onto a barge. But his latest feat? Travis races his 650 horsepower Roush Fenway stock car using a racing formulation of Valvoline motor oil with next-gen technology. Made with 50% recycled oil, Valvoline next-gen is specially designed for today's hotter running engines. Looks like recycling just got badass. To see more from Travis and Valvoline next-gen, go to youtube.com slash Valvoline. Hey, what's good, Tri-State? It's your girl, Jane Medina, and I want to talk to you real quick about Dr. Delarusso. The summer is here and it's time to have some fun. So who wants to be wearing glasses or contacts when you're hitting the beaches and pools this summer? Now let's keep it real, I know you don't. So what are you waiting for? The thought of having a procedure done can be a little nerve-wracking for some, but let me tell you, I got my LASIK done with Dr. Delarusso and I couldn't be happier. So why not make a life-changing decision for the better with just one call? Dr. Delarusso is conveniently located in New York, Brooklyn, Long Island, and Northern New Jersey. So no excuses. And did I mention most doctors were trained by Dr. Delarusso? They use the latest, most gentle, pure pulse Allegretto Laser. And the payments are so easy. With 24 months interest-free financing for those with approved credit history, you're good. Or just bring a qualified co-signer. Use the LASIK surgeon to the stars and call today at 1-800-EYE-CARE. That's 800-393-2273. Or go to DelarussoLaserVision.com. You won't be disappointed. How's my day looking? Crazy. You've got an 8.30 budget meeting, a 10.30 conference call, a 12.30 to 4 with legal, then employee reviews until 6. Ooh, I am headed out for my 7.47 a.m. off-site product Productivity meeting, then. Offsite productivity meeting? Where? McDonald's. A day like this needs something good to eat first. The simple joy of morning momentum. Enjoy a great breakfast with a freshly brewed premium roast coffee at McDonald's. For a limited time, get any size coffee for just $1. Prices and participation may vary, a la carte only. My morning has to have rhythm. The needle can't skip on my music, so I make my way to McDonald's for fluffy eggs, piping hot biscuits, juicy sausage, golden hash browns, and a price that never puts a hitch in my two-step. My day begins when I wake up, but it doesn't get started until McDonald's adds a soundtrack to my morning. Bring sweet music to your morning with McDonald's Savory Sausage Biscuit with Egg. For a limited time, get two for just $3. That's a more affordable morning to love. Prices and participation may vary. See store for details. This is a Toys R Us news update. Toys R Us is having a back-to-school super sale. This week, get everything kids need with buy one, get one free on top picks from Crayola, notebooks and folders, and all totally me arts and crafts and locker accessories. Plus, help them arrive in style with a free lunch kit when you buy any backpack $12.99 or more with price match on everything. Toys R Us. Why shop anywhere else for kids? Why? Exclusions apply. Free item must be equal to master value. Visit Toys R Us for details. And now here's traffic. The streets are jammed. I've never seen anything like it. Where do you suppose these drivers are going? It looks like, yes, it's a BP station. Drivers are excited about new BP driver rewards. When they sign up, they receive an instant 10 cents per gallon reward. With every second fill up, they keep earning and saving 5 cents per gallon. Pick up a BP Driver Rewards brochure at BP to join now. Up to 20 gallons, terms and conditions apply. See BPDriverRewards.com for details. Rich Game, the compilation album featuring the number one smash hit. Tap out. Tap out. What up, this is Trey Songz and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people, only on Hot 97. Want to possess them. See what a 
And that's Stand Your Ground by Farrell Munch. And uh, welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Twitter, at Lisa Evers. We are talking about the Trayvon Martin case. Where do we go from here? What does justice look like? Has hip-hop done enough? Give us your calls at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Joining us in studio is Charles Coleman, Jr. He's a former prosecutor, federal trial attorney. We have Farrell Munch in, in here with us. In studio, Kevin Powell, writer and co-founder of BK Nation, Rashid Littlejohn of G Camp from Brooklyn and Rap for Peace. And on the phone, we have Styles P. Styles, you there? Yes, I am. How you doing, Lisa? All right. How are you doing? Can't complain today. All right. Thanks for joining us. And also, uh, Raheem Devon. Raheem, you there? Yeah, I'm here, yeah, yeah, Lisa. How you doing? Uh, all right. How are you? I'm going bless, bless. All right, good. Thanks for being with us. And also, uh, Dr. Marshall Hennington, he is a trial and jury consultant and clinical psychologist. Farrell, I want to start with you on this. We just heard some of your joint. What inspired you to do that? You're using, you're, it sounds like you're taking Stand Your Ground and flipping it. Yeah, we, we, we took the title uh, of, of that uh, issue, that law, and we flipped it around and trying to empower people to amalgamate, come together, and, and stand up stand together and like I said you know uh, as an artist uh, you hate to be reoccurring with with what the music you put out but I think because I'm independent we were able to drop that on the spot we had it already and I felt this a uh, very empowering song and we needed that Styles, we're going to hear uh, hear, hear the, what you did with Raheem coming up a little bit later on in the show but what made you want to do something about this well Raheem said the format and um, and send it to me, and I just I feel as we always have to speak out as a um, people in the community and as as human <laughs> beings. Period. When when we feel things aren't right. And do you think hip hop is doing enough in reaction to this? Um, I, I think hip hop is playing this part. I don't think I don't think the whole world is doing enough to be actually honest with you. I never look at it just as a hip hop thing or. Um, social events because so, society is bigger than hip hop. You know what I mean. So I mean, we have music out. Farrah has music out. Plenty of artists have music out, but it's not always about the music. It's about, I guess, actually having talks and talking with people and talking with people you really don't want to talk to, to come to some kind of understanding or understanding of where we at in today's society with the justice system. Raheem, uh, we saw Stevie Wonder. Uh, say that he was going to boycott Florida because of this. How are you feeling about that? I mean, I I, I follow I follow I followed in suit with the same thing. Like I like you know in the last uh, I want to say like seventy two hours, uh, you know, I, uh, or, or more. You know, it's been a couple of days now. But I but I put you know a call out to my management and told them that you know basically don't book me any shows. In, in the state of Florida or after parties or anything related to, you know, my career, like, that's the state I had to bypass, you know, you know what I mean? So, you know, and, and I, you know, and I also, also tweeted it out, and, you know, it was, it, the, the feedback was kind of interesting. Some people were like, well, yo, that, like, that's crazy, like, why would you do that? You know, that's not the only state with this law, you know, um, but this is not the only, you know, the, the Trayvon incident is not the only incident you know, um, where the law has been misabused, you know what I mean? So, you know, you got to you have to start somewhere. You got to start from somewhere, you know. So that's that's really, you know, I'm with Stevie on it. You know, I, I know there's some athletes that have said that, like, they'll never play play in Miami, you know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's a situation where if you want to you wanna create change, you got to affect the economy, you know. And I'm, and, I, and I'm only one artist, and 
Stevie is one artist and, and what have you, but, you know, um, you know, hopefully people will catch on to the fact that, like, you know, if, if, if you want to, you got to say, in order to, in order to spark change and really get somebody's attention in a, in a situation like this, you got to affect the economy. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. Kevin, Kevin Powell. What about that? The the idea of affecting the economy on this to make a statement, if uh, especially if people get frustrated with the the federal system. Well, you know, something Charles said earlier. I say all the time. I'm not trying to make everyone into an activist. You don't got to do what I do, which is I'm out there every single day in our community on the streets, working, helping someone here in New York around the country. That's what I do. But you got to be aware. You got to be aware. And a lot of heads out here that I know, you know, in the industry, and I've been in the industry for 25 years, don't understand that you would not be able to do what you're doing if it wasn't for the sacrifices of people that came before you. It's real talk. They have right. names like Nina Simone, you know, who had the courage to make a song called Mississippi Goddamn, which was about what was going on with racism in Mississippi. And so what we're saying in 2013 is like, look, you know, think about what Stevie Wonder is doing. Think about the fact that other artists are having the courage to say, you know what, I'm going to rethink actually going into the state of Florida, being clear that there are 24 states with the stand your ground laws. What we're saying is we want to go state by state and knock this law down because this law is tied to racial profiling. The same people who funded Stand your ground laws being put in place also funded voter ID laws that have popped up in states around this country. This is why reading y'all is fundamental. We have no excuse. If we got iPhones and Droids and Blackberries, you can simply Google this stuff. Look up an organization called ALEC, A-L-E-C, ALEC, and look at all the stuff that they are funding and supporting that actually targets and makes young men like us feel that we're not human and we don't even realize what's going on. So we got to be clear about this stuff. It's all connected. And and, And I also think that, you know, even if you're not in or near the 24 states that have stand your ground or similar laws to stand your ground, you know, there's still a local relevance. That's right. Uh, here in New York, obviously we have to talk about the community safety act and we have to talk about stop and frisk as that is, you know, just a, a northernized version of profiling that's going on right here in New York city. And so there's a way to get engaged and a way to get involved right here beyond self-defense and beyond uh, uh, stop your stop and frisk. There are also other very, very important legal issues that we have to, as a community, be eyeing. The Supreme Court issued a, a decision with respect to the Voting Rights Act, which is going to disproportionately affect people throughout the South, particularly in states like Mississippi and Alabama and Texas. And, te- and Texas has already started um, sort of changing and, and moving around some of their voting uh, laws, which is something that we need to be paying attention to. Exactly. So there, there's many, many things. That, Styles and Raheem, just uh, I know you guys are on tight schedules. Um, just feel free to jump in whenever you want to, please. Dr. Marshall Hennington, when you look at the the reaction after the trial, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, it's quite a bit of disappointment. Um, you know, we see it everywhere. Um, people felt that uh, that was the wrong verdict. Um, you know, everyone's frustrated at the fact that this, this man essentially got away with murder. And, um, you know, I've been looking at all the channels like everyone else, and pretty much the reaction is the same to the extent that, you know, we need to uh, now try to enlighten, inspire, and, um, you know, provoke change, not only in terms of the laws, but also in terms of opening up dialogue uh, with other races and also to educate our kids in terms of, you know, the outcome of this trial and what it means. And, uh, and you know, our job as parents, you know, has only really just begun uh, in light of the fact that this, this verdict came down. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do. And we, um, you know, in, in terms of the future, uh, like it was mentioned earlier, you know, we can um, provoke change, but I believe that also... You know, power is not something that's given. We, we've heard this in the past. You know, it must be taken. And by being proactive and by getting involved with, um, you know, activities on a community basis as well as on a macro basis, on a national basis, you know, whether it's, um, you know, the, the rallies that are taking place or whether it's, uh, you know, going onto uh, the Internet and blogging, um, or you know, or supporting supporting to. the artists that are that are speaking out about this. Let me take some phone calls here. One eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. That's all important. Exactly. Let's go to Melissa from Connecticut. Melissa, hi. You're on Hot ninety seven. Go right ahead. Um, pretty much, I think that they're never going to have justice for Trayvon Martin unless they get rid of the stay in their ground law. But I don't see how if George Zimmerman was in his car and nine one one is telling him to stay in his car and he approached the innocent kid. 
And, of course, he's 17 years old, and he has an adult coming at him at nighttime. He has all right to attack, but for George Zimmerman to get, uh, get out of his car and to go over there and just outright shoot him after if, if Trayvon attacked him first or whatnot, either way, he was just standing He was standing his ground. But to have George Zimmerman turn around and shoot him, that's not justice for a standard ground. Like, he disobeyed the law completely. I don't understand how he got off. All right. Thank you very much, Melissa. And also, uh, President Obama referred to that as well. He said if Trayvon had been of age and had a gun, could he have stood his ground? Would it have been like a shootout there? Hmm. Who knows what would have happened? I I think that there just needs to be some type of self-accountability. And what I mean by that is that we continuously talk about the talk that needs to happen. What about the actions? You know, I say, looking at me as a young black man, I walk around with gold fronts and chain and I sag my pants a little bit, but I have a nonprofit organization. You know, I speak to kids. I travel around New York City and have them planting in gardens and turning gardens, you know, vacant lots into gardens. And I look with somebody with profile as a hoodlum, a thug. So I think that we need to start figuring out how we can build mentors and connections with some leaders and with the small leaders that we do have, with some of the small role models that we do have, and not feel like we have to change, because a lot of it was, oh, you shouldn't wear this hoodie. Don't change who you are. Because if this profiling isn't going to change and it's embedded into the cloth of history, mm. why not we just start proving it wrong? Why, why don't we? That's why I don't wear a suit when I walk into these places. Because I want these kids to see me and say, wow, he looks just like such and such who would be considered a criminal, would be considered a drug dealer. But he's not. He has he's a, a good group. guy. He's, he's doing something. So now that opens up their broadness and it goes back into that broad stroke that Barack speaks of. So not only just the kids look at me like that, but you have people that are of different races that look at me and say wow he's 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 not with this profile or with this idea of what black men should be mm. you know you kind of start erasing that so i think we just need to get more into actions because these talks have been we took them out yeah i mean generations you know it was it used to be law that we couldn't testify against white people you feel me like there was laws that we couldn't read let's read let's show the cloth of what was what was in this country that we are better than what they believed we were or what they wanted us to be you know so i think that we just need to be a bit more not processing let's finish school let's graduate let's right. figure right. out how we can tie into these resources let's support some of those artists and some of those leaders let's look at new leaders we so caught up on this oh martin luther king it's new leaders He's never coming there's, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of let's, leaders there's there's yeah, many of them in, a, in our community up. raheem uh, any final thoughts for us on on how people can support you if you know if they want to what you're doing Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, I made an effort with my team to get in, to get in contact with the family, you know, directly. You know, me and P have agreed to 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 you know use this record as a platform to you know support the family and support the the, the foundation of Trayvon, you know, uh, financially. So we're working that out. I kind of like put the record out prematurely. I just feel like it needed to be heard at that moment. It was already re- recorded, you know what I mean? And I really wanted to get their blessing before we move forward, uh, which we have done, and we're working that out technically. But I want people to also pay attention to the fact that, you know, the Jordan case, which is which is now going on as well, right, right. where there was a young man, where there was a young man, you know, if you listen to the record, I talk about Trayvon throughout the record, but at the end of the record, you know, there's a, there's a sound bite from, from another case that's going on that's been, you know, a lot of people may not may or may not be aware of where another young man, you know, 17 years old, was in a vehicle with, with his with three of his friends. Right. You know, uh, a, 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 a man called up to the to the to the vehicle and and asked him to turn his music down. An uh, uh, argument kind of I guess ensued where where this cab shot into the car eight times. You know what I mean? On on four on four black young men that were that were unarmed. You know what I mean? And his his defense is the same is the same law. You know what I mean? He's hiding behind the same law. So, you know, you just got to just kind of pay attention to the cycle. and You, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you don't want people getting into a, a into a rhythm where they feel like, you know, this is this is a behavior that's going to be accepted, you know what I mean, throughout the country. Mm. No, that's, that's a great point. Raheem Devon, thank you so much for being with us. Styles, any final words for us with the audience? Because you, you've been such a great friend of, of Street Soldiers. Um, I would say I think it's time for society as a whole, really, because this... Um, 
You know, Trayvon Trayvon case is a big media case. The um, other case Raheem was just speaking on is a big case. But this was this 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 happens every day of the year, all the time. Like we, you know, the justice system. There is no real justice system for us, and that's what it, it comes down to at the end of the day. As a black man, I have no faith in the justice system, and I'm wow. scared of police. You know what I'm saying? So I think society needs to understand that. And there's a lot of black men who have no faith in the justice system and are scared of police when uh, on the other side of society, they feel like they count on police and get away with laws to, to do things. And on top of this, we live in a world where there's a lot of people that's half black, half white, half white, half Spanish, so on, so on. There's too many mixed races. It's time for whoever's like, it's time to just... Accept a man for a man. If you don't like him, you don't like his skin color, keep it to yourself and just keep it moving. But society's going too far and it's getting too crazy. And uh, and soon people are just going to feel like they could take the law in their own hands because they have no faith in the system. So we have to do something to fix that before it goes that far. All right, Styles P, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, we, we appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Adrian from the Bronx right now. Adrian, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Adrian? Adrian, I guess not. If, if we lost Adrian, I just wanted to to take a little bit of what Styles was just talking about and sort of bring it back to the president's remarks. And he talked about uh, people's lack of faith in the justice system and people's lack of faith in the political system. And, and that's understandable. But one of the sort of hidden elements and, and hidden brilliance of the president's remarks is that when he spoke, he legitimized a lot of the frustration that our community felt. And that was very powerful because he truly has the ear of America. And whereas there are a lot of people who would like to paint America as a quote unquote post-racial society, he was very <laughs> clear in actually saying we are not a post-racial society. That's right. and, and in doing that and in acknowledging many of the things that he acknowledged as a black man, he gave a certain level of legitimacy and sort of reopened a conversation that so many have been trying to close since he was elected, since before he was elected, because it's to their advantage to keep closed. And so I think when you took when you take those comments and you look at them in the context of President Obama's speech, you know, the comments from Styles, um, they just really even underscore how brilliant and how powerful and how important, you know, his comments really were. Uh, and I really can't say enough about what that means to our community. President Obama really spoke to us at a time that I think we needed him to be our black president. And, and, right. and really speak from his heart. Absolutely. To, and, you, and use that platform that he has. All right, Kevin, I'm going to give you the last word because we're just about out of time of, of what people can do moving forward here. Well, you know, uh, Rashid, you used the term self-accountability. And so a few things that we can do. Number one, I've been talking with Michael Skolnick, who's Russell Simmons' political director. There's a legitimate foundation for Trayvon Martin, uh, TrayvonMartinFoundation.org, TrayvonMartinFoundation.org. Literally four or five times as much money has been raised for George Zimmerman's uh, defense and all of that stuff. And we're saying to people, if you really care about what's going on, please support the TrayvonMartinFoundation.org. And it's not just about the foundation and getting money, but they also want to create a template where they can teach people how to be more respectful to each other and to come together. So they have a whole vision in place. Number two, go to ColorOfChange.org. ColorOfChange.org. Shout out to Rashad Robinson. They have a petition that's challenging Stand Your Ground all around the country. Just go to ColorOfChange.org. Number three, my organization. BK Nation has been talking with a lot of elected officials and uh, grassroots leaders down in Florida, and we are calling for a targeted boycott of certain uh, Florida tourism and convention centers, and we'll get more into that later on, Lisa, and hopefully we can come back and talk about that. We're planning a major action September 23rd. September 23rd, we're asking people who can come from all over the country to come down to Tallahassee, Florida, the state capitol, because that's when Florida legislature will be back in session, and they are going to be moving to challenge to repeal the Stand Your Ground Law. We want to use Florida as an example. And then lastly, uh, i got to say this uh, it's important that we not leave women out of this conversation there's a woman named marissa alexander who's serving 20 years of firing a gun a warning shot at an abusive husband and she and she was standing her ground but no one's talking about that and i got to say this about racial gentile a lot of folks have been dissing her because of racism Which and internalized whack. racism that's so whack totally whack you know the way we speak is hip-hop y'all we need to understand that and this young lady had the courage to come up and again if we don't read we don't understand that there was a black man Emmett Till's uh, grand, uh, godfather, uh, god uncle, great uncle, pardon me, who came up and just said in very simple black English, Dar he, when he pointed out who had killed Emmett Till. And so we need to understand that if we're going to 
diss the way someone speaks, then we're going to be dissing patois of Haitians, the way Puerto Ricans and Dominicans speak, the way Jamaicans speak patois. We cannot understand. We got to understand that our language is beautiful. And Rachel Gentile uh, definitely should be supported. Let's not diss people in our communities and not forget that women also have a story to tell about racism. It's not just the dudes. All right. Thank you very much. I want to thank all of our guests for being with us earlier. We heard from Styles P, Raheem Devon. We're gonna. I'm going to play you a little bit of Trigger Man. Uh, coming up, I want to thank our guest, Charles Coleman Jr., Farrell Munch. That was Kevin Powell. You just heard Rashid Littlejohn and uh, Dr. Marshall Hennington. Thank you all very, very much for being on the show. I want to shout out the three doctors. Uh, keep up the great work there in Jersey and all across the country. I want to say to everybody last night at the Jay-Z Justin Timberlake concert, that was history. I mean, uh, that was unbelievable. Yankee Stadium. Yankee right? Stadium. And uh, to the host who I can't name of the private suite that we watched it from, that was, ah, I mean, living, that, good life, that was unbelievable. <laughs> that, up, was, Lisa that was the way to roll with you, sister. <laughs> Let me tell you <laughs> something. I was, out, I was out there in the jeans and the sneakers, and we were Word. just, it was great. It. I'm telling you. Can it I was, just say, you, really you opened this up saying, what does justice for Trayvon look like? And I believe in my heart that it looks like when incidents happen like this god forbid they ever happen race doesn't even come a part of it it's about what was right what was wrong and it isn't about who and what color somebody was and people feel like that is the determining factor all right rashid thank you so much i hope you come back and uh, be on the show again and also we want to say congratulations to our very own associate producer anjali tyree she was the second runner-up in the miss essence pageant in washington dc this weekend and she did get first place for Miss Community Service because of her work with Hot 97 Street Soldiers, our push for peace and our other community efforts. So uh, big shout out and congratulations to you, Angelique. And also thank my whole crew here at Hot 97, executive producer Tone Capone, our production supervisor, oh. Andrew Veras, our uh, associate producer, Angelique Tyree. We got TJ. Drew, everybody here, hold me down. Thank you so much for all your support. And also, this episode of Street Soldiers was brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. New hot and spicy breakfast brings a perfect amount of heat to your morning. Start your day spicy. Mm, I like that. America runs on (laughs) Dunkin'. And also, now we're going to go out with Trigger Man by Styles P and Raheem Devon. This is Lisa Evers, Push for Peace. Uh, I think all of us have to do some soul searching to figure out how does something like this happen. And that means that we examine uh, the laws and the context for what happened, uh, as well as the uh, specifics of the incident. But my main message is is, uh, to the parents of uh, Trayvon Martin. You know, if I had a son, he'd look like Trayvon. Look like Trayvon. Look like Trayvon. Look like Trayvon. A preacher, a play power forward That I could have been a surgeon A father, a grandpa one day But you, you're a dream killer Trigger man Bang, bang
dark place Because of the hatred towards a dark face It ain't a race car thing Because it's not a card race It's your place and my place That'll make it our place This hate runs deep before the 1800s With a hoodie and they can kill you That's the way they want it And the men killed the boy That's the way they hunting And the cops with all the laws Is the way they running Homicide's justified Because of the skin tone If they left us in Africa We would have been home Think of that sucker-ass trigger man Before you gonna kill a black little man Insane world with the scenes in They gonna treat you different if you ain't got the same skin And that element is whack And the sad about it is the president's black Hot 97. Hey, are you all set for your fishing trip? Mm-hmm. Did you pack the beer? Um. Wait, is that some twisted tea I see in the back of the car? Come on, twisted tea. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> twisted tea, realized tea taste with a K. I don't know. One of the guys must have snuck it in there. Oh, come on. <laughs> I bet you're craving the realized tea taste of twisted tea. I know. It's so refreshing. It is. It's 